knocking it out of the park. Ready your ears. Time to test your ability to mansplain. Enjoy the ride. Here we go. Another podcast from the men at the Sex and Love. Mansplained Podcast. Never disappointing and never monotonous. Stay tuned to absorb and experience real discussions for and about real people. Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil 34 and Sex and Love Mansplain Podcast number six. We have Armin on the line and he's going to talk about the social matrix and the ins and outs of that. And I feel that even though this is mainly for men, that women can listen and maybe understand men a little bit more. So Armin, it's up to you, buddy. All right. Well, thank you, David, for having me on the show. My name is Armin. And I'm an online dating coach. I teach men how to effectively communicate with women using dating apps and how to have healthier relationships with them. So I started the business about two years ago, but I didn't get serious into it until last year. And since last year, I have coached 10 men who now have girlfriends or they are capable of having healthier relationships. How did you get into it? What was your segue? Ever since uh, I was a child, and by, well, maybe not child, but when I entered the teenage years, I used to give a lot of advice to my cousins, my family members, my friends, uh, in being, being a better communicator, just because communication is really, really important to me. I've come a long way in my, in my life and my journey. And one thing that I learned throughout just my entire journey as a good man is that learning to communicate well, it's the difference between whether you're going to stress out or not with this person that you're interacting with. So knowing how to talk about especially really tough and really uncomfortable topics, that is what communication really matters the most. I think some of the hard things is that let's say that a guy is divorced. He's married for 30, 35 years. He hasn't been in the game, doesn't know how to talk to women. So you broach all those things. Yes. Let's take the same scenario. Okay. You have a 35 year old man who he hasn't been in a dating scene for a long time and he just came from a divorce. So with everyone, not just him, but every single person I work with, the first question I ask him is, why do you want to be in a relationship? Why do you want this? And once they told me, tell me their reasoning and, you know, they, they either don't want to be alone. They want to have somebody in their life to have intimacy. Once they go through their reasonings for it, afterward, we figure out their, their needs and their wants. Correct. So a need, a need will be a must have. And a want would be, it's nice to have. 
So, Normal, so what's an example of a need and a want? Like, I was, you know, about, I was about to go there. I want a blonde chick, yada, yada, yada. So the, the thing is like for a need, a need would be, for example, for her to be healthy or for her not to be a smoker. That might be a need because that is against your values, your belief system, yep. your morals, your moral compass, wherever you're from. A want would be she has to be blonde. She has to be a certain height. She has her body has to be a certain type. Her ethnicity has to be a certain way. And all of these are subjective between who the person is. But normally, a p- person's body traits and their the pigmentation of their skin or uh-huh. their hair color, all of those are just a bunch of wants. Gotcha. At this point, let's say you break it down, their, their wants and needs. What's the next step? I'm going to go through the full steps and then you could stop me at any time. So the first step would be why. Why do you why do you want to be in a relationship? The next one is your I'm sorry, the next step is before your needs and wants is what kind of a relationship do you want? Okay. The third one is your needs and your wants. So you, now you have like a belief system. Now you have something to go by when you're interacting with the other person because in the end of the day Nobody wants to waste the other person's time. Okay. And after you get your needs and wants, after this, now, now it's just a matter of going, uh, going online, getting on different dating apps. And now after you create your own profile and all of the small um, specifications on, you know, to configure your profile. Okay. Let's talk about dating apps. This is, this is my biggest question. How would you rate dating apps from worst to best? How would you rate them and why would you rate them? That's one of my big questions. Okay. Do you mean dating apps in general in or general, do you mean yeah. plenty of fish, mm-hmm. um, swipe, 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 whatever those are? Yeah. Okay. So before I get into like the specific dating apps, um, dating apps, just, just in general, dating apps, I would say if you're, if you're trying to get back into the dating world, and let's say COVID wasn't here, okay? Regardless of COVID, if you're trying to get back into the dating world and you're occupied, you're, your time is really occupied, you don't have the time of going out to like meet and greet people, then definitely use a dating app. It, will, it can only help you. Rating a dating app uh, or just using dating apps in general, I would give it a 10 out of 10 just because it's like, it's like going shopping, okay? You're... You're, it's like window shopping, okay? You're looking at all of these different profiles and you get to decide which one you want to like buy, okay? And the obviously buying it comes down to your negotiation skills and your Correct. conversational skills. But to for the worst dating app, I would say personally is the worst dating app personally for me is Tinder, okay. Personally, I'm not. I am not a fan of Tinder. The okay. reason I'm not fan of Tinder is that Tinder has this stigma of being a hookup app. So a lot of the people you will interact with it will be a lot of short-term dating, a lot of people, that, a lot of bots, a lot of scammers, and and Tinder is also notorious for banning you without any reason. Okay, doesn't matter how many conversations you have. It doesn't. There's no warning. They will ban you and they will ban your phone number. So you can't use the app ever again unless you get like a completely new number. Wow. 
And the best dating app, I mean, I have a lot of best dating apps. One of them is OkCupid because OkCupid allows you to, it takes the pressure off. You're a lot more, it's a lot more chill and relaxed where you can customize your profile however you want. And a lot of the people on OkCupid are, at least from my opinion, are more open-minded. If you're into people that are more spiritual, you're going to find them on OkCupid. I've been very fortunate over these years. I've never used a dating app. (laughs) <laughs> ever. And and I've been divorced 10, 11 years. And from all my friends that use dating apps, most of them complain that over half the people they swipe or they see or they click on lie about something, their weight, their age. You know, it's like, why lie? Because they're going to find out one day. Eventually, yes. you're going to be found out. David, the worst lie ever is when a guy lies about his height. <laughs> okay. Like, how, how are you that. going to see the girl yeah. if you're going to lie about your height? You can't say you're six feet and you're five, five. Yeah. Okay. Just, it's not going to go well. So is that the biggest thing that men have a problem with is height? No, uh, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot more. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> but, but, but the most obvious, of course. There's a lot more. Oh man. Did you try dating apps once you were single again? You know, did you get them? Did you break them down? algorithms, things like that. It's all foreign to me. You're talking to the perfect guy. I am really technical. Okay. And being really technical has allowed me to break things down in ways that will blow your mind. Okay. It will absolutely blow your mind. I actually started, um, the reason I started with online dating was that I'm not going to lie. I didn't have the confidence to approach in person. Um, I just, I would freeze up. I didn't know what to say and all of the anxiety, everything that everyone would go through. And I just didn't want to deal with that. Uh, I was like, you know what? Let me focus on online dating because I don't, all I have to do is put up my best pictures up and just come off like a normal person. And then I'll go on a date. That was my, that was like my plan. I was like, that's what I'm going to do because, and then once I go out with them in person, now I can practice my in-person dialogue. So that was my plan. And so I got into it in, well, the reason, uh, the way I got into like, just there's two things. Okay. There's two things I need to address. One is when I started officially like online dating. Mm -hmm. And the second one is my capability of reading people's emotions through the text messages. So I'll get into that in a second. Okay. So the first one is um, how I got into it is that, in my undergrad, in my undergrads, um, around like age 22, 23, um, after, after, um, the woman I was married with for about two years after that, I was like, you know, I want to, I don't want to go in, into in-person just because I don't feel like I'm going to do well. I'm going to stick into online dating. So originally when I first started in online dating, I sent whatever message I could think of that would make the person laugh or whatever, tried to get some conversation going. And in the beginning, it didn't make any sense to me at all in why girls are not responding to me. I'm not a creep. I'm not coming off in a bad way. I have no ill intention. Why are they not talking to me? So after I went through literally 200 to 200 messages, wow. then, then it's, I know, I, but to be fair, David, okay, you could sit on your couch and you could send like 50 messages to girls. Yeah. All in like five minutes, okay? It doesn't take that long. So for myself, I was just confused. I was asking girls, yeah, let's go, let's go, go let's go to Dave and Buster's and 
let me kick your ass in air hockey. I thought that would be fun. Who would say no to that? Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So when did it click? When did it say like, aha? It clicked the moment I let go of my pride and ego. The moment I let go of my pride and ego and I said, you know what? Even though I view myself as being an intellectual smart man, maybe maybe I'm not as smart as I think because if I was, then why aren't I going on these dates? So I took a step back and I was like, you know what? I need to view this like a sponge. I need to view this from a new lens because I'm being really biased in the way I'm looking at this. So I put my ego and pride aside and I start reading the messages again and again. And then it clicked. It clicked because I started reading the tone, how I was coming off to the girl and how she was coming off when she was responding to me. And I realized the the disconnect. I was talking to them over here, but they were talking to me over here. It's like we were in two different conversations altogether. Okay. So my assumption was what led me to not um, pursuing this relationship with this specific girl. So once I, once I put my ego and pride aside and I start looking at the messages in a, in a more, like with a more, with like a new set of eyes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Once I start doing that, then I start seeing the pattern. Once I start seeing the pattern, as I'm like, you would say something and there's only about four responses you're going to get. Out of those four responses, it's like Mad Libs kind of. You're so just it's going. Like a, so it's almost like a flow chart. It is. It's exactly like a flowchart. Yes. A positive, do this. Negative, do that. Once I start seeing that, and after 500 to like 800,000 messages later, then I was like, okay, there is an algorithm to this. There is a way to actually learn how to text people. And then that's when it started to see. I didn't know I was good until, until I replicated my results for other people. That's when I realized, okay, I am, I'm onto something here. Wow. That's, that's very interesting. So it's almost like a personal algorithm that you found out. It is personal to an extent. Okay. It's personal to an extent. So uh, an example of it being personal will be this. So hmm. I'm just, I'm just picking and choosing on how oh, to say fine. this just because there's like so much. That's fine. So it's like this. Let's say in person you were to approach a woman, okay? If you approach her, like, um, for example, let's say you approach her from the back. Her response is not going to be the same, whereas if you approach her from face-to-face, mm-hmm. where she can actually see who's coming. It's a, similar with uh, online dating. If you're if – you, if you're not even there yet in the conversation and you're trying to force that conversation, it's not going to be the same as if you build up to it. So what, what I'm hearing is that some guys are impatient and they push the envelope too fast. Exactly. Yes. Oh, interesting. Wow. So what about the good guy syndrome? You know, people, people <laughs> talk about that. Um, I've seen a lot of good guys just get dogged and you've seen it too. Um, in Colorado, I don't know about the East coast, but in Colorado, there's probably three to one 
single women to single guys at this age, 30, 40, 50. Sometimes the, the good guy syndrome doesn't work. It's almost like they revert, like they want a bad boy again. The one girl in high school always goes for the bad boy. So we think about that. I actually have a really interesting background because back in, I was a late bloomer. I didn't really like start. You too? Okay, great. So like, um, and David, I'm sorry if, you know, uh, I'm, I'm about to say the age I lost my virginity. Okay. I'm not sure if you know. Oh, uh, that's fine. But, so I lost my virginity at 21. I'm 31 right now. So exactly 10 years ago, I lost my virginity. <laughs> and I didn't really start dating, like seriously dating until I was 27. So all the way until 27 to about like 31 in those, in those four years, that's when I actually started learning all of this stuff and actually applying it to my own life. So my experience when I was in high school or college and stuff, my experience was like this. I would talk to a girl and when I called her, let's say, I, let's say we're just having banter and I call her, oh my God, you're such an asshole. Back then, my <laughs> brain would explode when girls would be like, oh my God, stop it. You're so funny. It's like, what? How's that funny? I just called you an asshole. So Back then, I didn't, I didn't understand banter. I didn't understand flirting and teasing. It just made no sense to me. Yep. If I'm teasing you, why would you validate me? That makes no sense. It just didn't make any sense in my head. And then I, 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 I was that nice guy. I was that good guy. And I had my friends who were like the bad boy. And they would get all the girls. Yep. It made no sense to me. Yep. I'm like, he's such an asshole. <laughs> Why are you talking to him? Talk to me. Don't talk to him. Talk to me. So, <laughs> and I would end up friend zone. I was so good at friend zone. Oh, if you want man. to learn how to friend zone, oh, you should that's, that's, that's like the punishment, the friend zone. <laughs> oh, just such a good friend. Damn. Yeah. Oh. No, I don't want to be a good friend. Oh. Yeah. So that was the case, okay? It was like all of these bad boys were getting it, but – me as a good guy, and I was, you know, I, I was really into my education. I was, I looked at myself as being like an educated, smart individual. I was like, well, I'm smart. I have a good family. I have all these great things. Why aren't girls taking me seriously? Like, I want to be in a romantic relationship. Why aren't they doing that? And then, he, and then I realized that this is like when I was 27. Okay, I realized that when I was 27, I had no game. <laughs> the game. I was, Yep. I had no game. Okay. In the end of the day, all of the, all of the nice guys, all of the good guys, they have no game or they don't have enough game. And by game, I'm not talking about, um, manipulating someone. Mm -hmm. By game, I'm talking about having attractive traits about yourself, such as your tonality, eye contact, the way you're standing. All of these attractive traits put together, it converts into having game. That's what game is. Just all these different attractive traits bundled up together and then boom, so, you're like this. So the million dollar question is how do you transfer game to texting? I love that question. <laughs> the way to translate um, game into texting is that first we need to understand that all texting is, is another form of communication. That's all it is. Another form of communication. The moment you think this is not a way to communicate, that's the mo moment you're not going to understand texting. So let's say for the sake of argument, David, let's say both of us have a full understanding that texting is a way of communicating. Okay. Correct. So once you have that down, 
once you understand that, it makes sense. Now, all you're doing is you're imagining as if you're talking to her in person, except you're texting. For example, like, let's just take something super simple. Good morning. Okay. Let's say I texted you, David. Good morning, David. When you look at this, you're not going to think in your head, oh, why is he texting me this? Why isn't he sending like an audio message? Why didn't he say this to me in person? All you're saying is that, oh, he's saying good morning. You're seeing it for face value for what it is. After that, like after good morning, I'm like, you know, let's say I'm like, oh, Dave, uh, David, what are you doing uh, today? What am I doing right now? I am asking your, I'm essentially asking your schedule. I'm seeing if you're free, either just to see, just for banter, just to see if you're free, mm-hmm. just to see what you're doing about your day, or it's because I'm pre- future projecting to want to hang out with you on that day. So it comes down to your intentions behind the messages you're sending. So when you're communicating someone through texting, it's the intent of the message that you're sending. So if you're trying to learn more about what they do for fun, you will probably ask someone, what do you do for fun? What cool things are you up to? And all you're doing is you're creating a conversation with this other person. Does that make sense? Or yeah, So you ask somebody, so what are you doing today? Number one, you're acting interested. Number two, you're planning, see if you can hook up or, or see her and, and uh, things like that. So every, every text has an intention, basically. Exactly. Every, exactly. Yep. This is why I tell everyone too. don't just send messages for the hell of it. Don't do that. Okay. That's noise. That's jargon. Send messages, especially in texting, because in texting, when you, unless like Snapchat or something, but if you're messaging someone in texting, that person might not look at that message right then and there. Mm-hmm. They might get to it hours later. But the point is that whatever you text remains in the text log. So she can all, always, everyone, they can, can always revisit the text messages. How about the person, and I know a few friends of mine like this, that they text somebody and they want to text back immediately. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to wait. Why the hell haven't they text me back now? Okay, so for those guys, the best example I can give you is let's just make it in person. Let's say this exact same guy is talking to a girl, okay, and he's like, let's, I don't know, let's say he's a market basket, whatever. And excuse me, he's like asking her questions about her life, okay? He's like, oh, where are you from? Is this guy going to ask her two more questions right afterward because she didn't respond? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell my two friends that. That's that's perfect. Okay, that's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's just it's patience. Okay, it's it's all it is is patience, but except you're not physically seeing her. Okay, but that's all it is is patience. So the patience extends. So let's say I text a girl and I say, "Hey, how you doing?" And I wait. I need to wait for her to text back before I send another text because then I seem impatient. Not just impatient, but uh, so there's like um. Texting has like its own like set of rules, but um, I won't get too into it just because there's so many, mm-hmm. but there are like 10, 10 main rules in texting. So if you ask a question to someone, okay, and they don't respond for like, let's say like six hours or whatever later, and you're now going to send them a second text, what you're doing is that, and some people will, some people will do this. You're going to obsolete your question. It's like, you ask your question, then you get a response. Now you're moving on. It's like, it's called like changing thread. You're just changing the conversation. Got you. So that's a 
your the impatience, what's going to do is that it's going to indicate a lot of different um, red flags for her. Because one, it will be like, you're clearly not doing anything with your life. Okay. <laughs> Except texting. <laughs> Except texting. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second thing would be, depending what you're texting, it could be, it could come up to needy, to, to desperate, trying to get her attention right now. It can also show that you're impulsive because what happens in person if she doesn't answer your question right away? She's going to wonder, well, is he going to be impulsive? Is he going to get angry because I didn't respond to right away? So sending your message, like when you ask a question and you don't wait for a response and you just immediately send another message or you just have like a lack of patience, when you do that, it it throws so many red flags on her way. On your uh, Facebook page, you talk about dating versus uh, seeking validation. What does that entail? Sure. So What's the difference, yeah. Okay, so for dating, dating would be your on the dating app because you want to make something happen. Okay, you're you're out there because you want to go. You actually want to go out with someone. The other one, seeking validation, is that, and I don't see this as much with guys as girls, but this is where you'll see like the girl, and then she'll have like a post about her Instagram, or she'll have like her. Only fans or whatever. Okay. So this is someone like seeking validation. And by seeking validation is that you're only on there just for the views, just so you could get more followers on the different uh, social media. You're not on there to date. You're only on there only for the views. So just for the numbers. Just for the numbers. Exactly. Wow. People do that, but. So how do you convert uh, matches into actual dates? What's, what's, what's some of the things that guys can do in order to convert those, those um, matches into dates? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I have a process. This is my exact process. You could use it if you want. It's, uh, so the process is that the first message is the opener. This is the icebreaker. Okay. This is, it could be anything from good morning to hey, trouble to, um, whatever, whatever the first message you send a girl and she responds, she has to respond, obviously. Okay. When she responds, that's your opener. You just broke the ice. That's the first thing. After, after that, the second thing is you can either, it's called building more comfort. And all it is, is built, making, being more comfortable in the interaction with each other. Mm-hmm. So you get to like, you know, um, open the doors for a relationship to be possible. And an example of that, super simple, is how's your exciting whatever day it is? Okay, let's say it's like Thursday. How's your exciting Thursday? Okay, so you just send your opener. Let's say your opener was, hey, Rachel, and then you put like a smirk or whatever emoji. She's like, oh, hey, Armin. And then now you're like, how's your exciting Thursday going? Okay, and then she's like, oh, my day is going blah, blah, blah. How's your day? Regardless if the girl asks you how's your day or not, what you're going to do is you're going to volunteer your own information. You're going to oh, tell her how you're going to tell her how your day is going. Okay. Oh. So, okay. So after that, okay, after you volunteer your own information, after that, what I like to do is I like to figure out people's intentions. I will ask a girl, "What are you looking for?" Okay, and then she'll tell me what she's looking for, and I've heard 
every response you can think of. <laughs> I'm looking for a sugar daddy. <laughs> I, I've heard that. I've heard that. Of course yep. you have. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything you can think of, I've definitely heard of it. So she'll, she'll tell me what she's looking for. And then I do the same thing again. I don't wait for her to ask me, oh, how about yourself? I don't wait for that. After she tells me what she's looking for, I will either validate, like, or say, oh, that's perfect or whatever. And then I will volunteer what I am looking for. Without her okay? asking. Even Regardless if she, if she ask. asks yeah, me. Or gotcha. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter if she asks me or not. I'm going to say, say it anyway. Okay. So then I will tell her what I'm looking for. Now, now what's happening is this. Both of us have an idea about how our day is going. Both of us have an idea of what we're looking for. That's great. Now what I do is I want to, I want to get, get a little bit more information about her just to see if you're compatible. Mm -hmm. This is when I'll ask her either like a really specific question. I might be like, do you have any, do you have any tattoos, any fetishes, any prison time, any kids, whatever question I want to ask. This I'll, is before the first date. Yes. Okay. Before the first date. Yes. Right. Um, so, okay. So, and then, um, or I could just be like, what do you like to do for fun? Okay. That's super simple, easy to send. And then she'll tell me what she likes to do for fun. And then now you have a few options. Now you can either expand on what she just told you. She might say she loves hiking. Well, have you ever gone to Yellowstone or whatever else? Okay. Now you can expand on what she's saying. Okay. And then this opens so much room for banter, flirting, whatever the case may be. And then what you're going to do as well is, can you guess, David? You're going to tell her what you like. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You're going to tell her what you like to do. I'm ready. And then, I'm ready. I'm re exactly. <laughs> I'm ready. Give me the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you tell her what you like to do for fun. And then after that, normally a few, maybe like three, four, five messages back and forth of your interests, what you like, what you don't like, blah, blah, blah. After that, what I like to do is what's your schedule like? Okay, this is when I set up the date. What's your schedule like? She tells me her schedule, and now this is the thing, okay? It, it takes a little bit of um, emotional intelligence. When she tells you her schedule, it's like, I am I am normally free on the weekends. I'm not like, my weekday is really busy. I'm free on the weekends. What I like to do is that now I like to set up the date. The way I like to set up the date is I, I would be like, perfect. Uh, I, I would be like, perfect. Saturday, eight o'clock. Let's get like, I'm just going to make up a place. Cheesecake factory at this time. Sounds good. And then she'll be like, yes or no. If she says yes, great. I grab her number. And now I take the conversation off the dating app and I go through like WhatsApp or my SMS. Now the date is set up. Now all I'm doing from now to the date is a bunch of banter, still learning more about her, connecting with her mm -hmm. and after that, it's a whole entire process with that as well. So what I heard you say is that you open the door for the date and you just slam it. You, you don't even ask, hey, how about Saturday? How about this? You just give her a date and a time and say, let's go. Yes. And okay. if the person doesn't want to do any of those, that's fine. Okay. It's all about communicating. Yeah. I'm not coming from a bad place. My intention is to be like, okay, great. You told me your schedule. What do you think? Instead of saying, what do you think about I don't recommend for any guy to text a girl, what do you think about before the first date? Okay. Just know what you want. Be decisive. Pick the place. And if she doesn't like the place or the time or whatever, 
who compromise. So how do you bow out then? Let's say that it goes good and then all of a sudden it goes to crap. How do you gracefully bow out? Oh, like just like exit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I've I had a lot of experience with this in the past. Okay. I've tried a lot of ways. I've tried, I've tried different ways of, you know, um, my maturity from back then. Back then, I used to exit in a really um, dick, like in a really dick way. And I realized it doesn't do anything for anyone. Like uh, in the end of the day, like it just, it didn't work out. Why would mm-hmm. I be rude to her? Yep. So the best way to do it is you basically just say, it seems like we don't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like we are compatible, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't feel like we're compatible. Um, it was, it was a no, pleasure speaking with you. But I'm going to move on. So I hope you find what you're looking for. Take care with like a little yep. smiley face. That's gotcha. it. Okay. The girl's like, oh, thank you. You too. And yep. that's it. You unmatch whatever you want to do. You move on to the next person. Yeah. So don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. It, it doesn't do anything. Okay. Being a dick does absolutely zero for you because sometimes what can happen is that later in the future, you'll match with her again from, you know, from luck. Okay. You'll match with her again. <laughs> because and then, of the algorithm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then it's because you were an asshole before she's going to be like, well, this guy is the same guy as before probably. So that's happened to me before in the past where I matched with the same girl, but I was so, you know, proud of myself that I was not a dick. So it was a chance of, you know, going out with her now that my maturity and hers as well were aligned together. I have a story for you. I have a friend and she was on a, two things happened to her. I think she said that, um, match, not match. Um, what's the one bigger than match? The one where we had to answer all the questions. I think it's match. Yeah. Match or eHarmony. eHarmony turned her down because they said that she wanted too much and they couldn't accommodate her. It's like, (laughs) wow. And then when she got on, she got matched with her brother. (laughs) <laughs> you know what david i got matched with my project manager okay that was so awkward <laughs> it was so awkward so how was the date <laughs> <laughs> or did you gracefully bow out yeah. Oh, yeah no um i think she's we we supposed to swipe right but then we realized that oh my god it's I know like the him. intern from my company i was like oh my god it's my project manager hey those interns yeah. are hey those interns are smoking there we go. There we go. You never, you never had a man until you had an intern. Well, the punchline, okay, the punchline was that my profile was really BDSM oriented. So she was like, wow, I didn't know it was like Christian Grey, like in our group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so when does, um, when, let's say that, uh, and this was a big question on a few of my podcasts. When, at what point, second, third, before you meet, when do you tell them, like, uh, like I have one arm or I have diabetes? <laughs> Those things you want to say, but you got to figure out when to say it. So it all depends on how important it is to you, not to her, to you. Okay. okay? How important is it to you to share that information? Gotcha. So, for example, if, you have di- if you're diabetic, it's probably good to share that information because – if you're going out somewhere, you know, if you're, you can't eat so much of something is, I think with diabetes is far, my, my ex has diabetes. I think it's far better to let somebody know you have this okay. just in case, just to be on the, 
on the right track. Well, if you have one arm, the girl's going to see that on your first date. Okay? <laughs> kind of like the 5-5 five, five guy. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Just like the 5-5 five, five guy. Okay. Yeah. But if you have a fake arm, now that is awesome. <laughs> you could show them where – honestly, I'll put it this way. Okay. Uh, one thing – I learned this the hard way. I learned that there are certain topics that you don't talk about until after you are intimate. There we go. And, what are those topics? Give okay. it to me. Oh yeah. One of those topics is don't talk. Don't tell a girl how much you love to play video games, how much anime you like. Okay, <laughs> unless she loves anime too. I used to tell all, girls all like those bad things. <laughs> what happened? You get her hooked up and say, "Oh yeah, I really like this stuff." I was like, "I love Dragon Ball Z." She's like, "Ah, oh, oh my god, I want to go out with you." But you're but you're hooked by then. Sorry, babe. You're hooked. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> she, she already in. But there's you know certain there's certain topics like. um like talking about like playing, like if she's into it herself, that's fine. Okay. But you don't want to be, you know, basically you don't want to talk to her like a bro mm-hmm. before you're intimate. Wait yeah. until you get intimate and then be a bro if you want to. Okay. But yeah. don't do it before because you're going to, she's going to friends on you. If you <laughs> I hate, every time you say that word, I hate it, man. The hair on my neck just stands up. <laughs> oh, I hate that word. Oh, let's talk about being intimate since you started it. What's the average, like first date, second date? You know, it's all different, I, I guess. And people have different standards, expectations. And part two of that question is, I think people need to go into a relationship with realistic expectations. And it's kind of hard sometimes because you expect this, you know, because my old girlfriend did this and they bring in the old baggage and it never works. It's a good, really good question. If you're asking me one to two dates, that's, that's what I, that's for me. Okay. But I'm a different, different category. Yeah. For most people, I would recommend, honestly, the first, the first three dates. From those dates, if you're talking to her right, if you're interacting with her well, then there should be no reason for you to not to be intimate by your sec- second or third date. Mm. And intimacy, by intimacy, um, let me just be more specific. By intimacy, if you're, for the first or second date, I recommend for anyone who's going out dating, if this, this will be my recommendation, but they could take it however they want based on their own needs and wants and what they want out of the relationship. Okay. First two dates, make sure you kiss her. Okay. Make, make sure you get a kiss it. Just give her a kiss, not on the cheek. Cheek doesn't count. Okay. That's only kissing for your, that's only kissing your mother. But, if you want intimate to be with a woman, make out with her, kiss her on the lips, the first or second date. And then, because like I mentioned before, our, in this era, our, our online dating apps, it's like, a, it's like your window shopping, mm-hmm. okay? If you're not going to be able to have, have the confidence to kiss her on the first or second date, I guarantee you the other date she has with this other guy is going to do that. Yeah. And then you're going to fall behind. Friend zone. <laughs> Friend zone. <laughs> Friend zone. Okay. So let's, let's say that you're, that you've been out a couple of times and then you figure that's not going to work. How do you break up then? What's your, what's your method? Cause I've done some things. I've told girls, I told this one girl once that I was seeing two therapists, but I needed to something big to get her off my back. So what do you suggest or? I have a, I actually have a good example for you real quick. I actually in a similar, similar boat right now. I am seeing a therapist as well. Not two, but one, but honestly, my, might as well be like five. Okay. But, um, 
I had this recently where this girl was really, really into me. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't think in how can I tell her that I don't want to see her. So what I did is this, and I don't recommend this. Okay. This is like, this is the don't, don't do this. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the don't. I'm going to go through, I'm going to say the don't first and then the do. Okay. Don't tell a girl, um, about your other dates. Okay. And that's what I did. I wanted her to get so disgusted of me that she wouldn't want to talk to me. So I told her about my sex life pretty much. And she's like, all right, I don't want to talk to you anymore. So that's a don't, don't do that. The do is same exact way, except if you have already gone out with her a few times, don't uh, text her. Uh, At that point, you should be calling her on the phone. So talk to her on the phone, let her know that there's something you want to talk to talk about. And everybody, everybody, because of society, everybody has an idea on what that means. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone has an idea of what the talk means. You talk to her on the phone and then you just be really honest. Being genuine goes a far, goes super far in relationships than lying. So just tell her, you know, like if it's in your case, you know, it could be like right now, uh, right now, I'm not right in the right mentality. Okay. You're an amazing person, but right now I'm not ready to go back into like, you know, the dating scene. Mm-hmm. And if you want, you could, you could friend zone her. Okay. You could be like, <laughs> we could be friends if you want. Okay. Uh, because I, I feel like, you know, we had some good chemistry. Uh, that's if, if that's what you want. If you don't want that, don't even say it. Okay. Don't even say being friends. All right. Question. How many ex-girlfriends are you still friends with? Ooh, <laughs> one, one, I got one, I got one. I love that question. I've got two, one. You got two? Okay. Two, one. Yeah, two, one. Is that, is that like half? half. It's like one, one and a half? half. Or? Yeah, one and a half. Yeah, one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sticky situation. Once you make it, it's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to do. Not a lot of women can do that. Men can. So, you know, because, because to men, sex to men is like pee in the bushes. Sex and women is like love. <laughs> Never heard that before, huh? It's true. I love it though. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I had another question for you. Well, actually, you know what, David, uh, since you mentioned this, um, I just want to, I just want to mention this. You said sex for men is like peeing in the bush. That's only if they, that's only if they suck at sex. Okay. <laughs> if, if you're, if you're, if you're bad at having sex, you're right. They could pee in every bush they want. But if they're good and they know what they deliver to the table, now you yourself become as picky as woman to some extent. Okay, to some extent. Well, I wasn't talking the good or bad. I was talking more like like it's not love to men. That's what I was making making it. You know, you know, it wasn't good or bad, but I see what you're saying. But to most women, sex is love. You know, once once they do that, they more so associate sex with love more so than men do. You know, that, that's a really good point. Uh, I, I love the topic of sex. I could talk about this forever. Uh, I think one of the reasons I, I'm just one of the reasons I think for that is the refractory period yeah. for a woman. She can have like multiple, like a million orgasms, but a guy is like, once you do it, it's like, it's oh, nap you're time, out for baby. Like, nap time. You're out. Yeah. Like nap time. Talk to you, but oh. 30 minutes, 30 minute break. 30 hell. Um, <laughs> man, I'm 60. <laughs> 30, my ass. Um, that's, that is interesting, you know, and, and it's kind of cool how you figure this out later in life, more so than earlier in life. And you figure it out at a quick pace. Like it just came together at a quick pace. It's because I've had a really dark past. I, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it. Yep. 
a lot of um, suicidal ideation attempts and all these all that jazz. So for myself, l- dating is is like a means to an end. Is that I wanted to learn whatever I can so I can find my soulmate, my ride or die chick, and then and then I can relax. Now I can coach men. So, um, like I was in a really serious relationship with this woman. We dated for like two, three years. My m- most recent relationship, the one that it f- honestly feels like we were married. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And that relationship taught me a lot, taught me a lot. So it was more, it was more the case of from 27 to 29, uh, from 20 in two years, 27 to 29, I became a coach. I went from like zero to a hundred. So literally zero to hundred. My desire to learn to become better with women and just people in general. My desire for that was a lot. My hunger was a lot, a lot more than like the next Joe Schmo. Um, I've been really hungry to like get this part of my life down Mm -hmm. just because it caused me so much, so much pain. You know, and it sounds like, you know, we're talking about all these things you can do that you can apply a lot of that to normal life, not just Mm -hmm. dating. You know, treating people with respect and things like that. Exactly. Um, you know, even even in the workplace. You, you know, a lot of things you talk about, you can do either normal living or just workplace too. Exactly. Yep. Now, my last question is the one about building comfort and progress interaction. What the heck is that? Okay, this is great because I've already given like an example of the process, so this will um, illustrate it better. So building comfort, all comfort is comfort is just short for being comfortable. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So all you're doing when you're building comfort is both of you are becoming okay with texting each other. You're becoming okay with having dialogue with each other. You're becoming okay with moving the inter- interaction forward to a potential meetup in person. Mm-hmm. The question I, the uh, when I went through the process, one of the questions is, what do you like to do for fun? That is going to build comfort because now she's investing. She's sharing something personal about herself to you. And that's going to build that, that bridge between strangers into becoming like a potential mate or something. Okay. And the key point is this. This is the key point is that. It's not, it's not so much the question that builds comfort. It's the answer that you provide that v- volunteering your own information. That's what's going to build comfort. So it's an A not, oh, and then a B. The B builds comfort. Gotcha. Yes. Yep. Without a, even asking. Yeah. Without even asking, that's going to build the comfort. When you're comfortable, uh, for example, if you're in person talking to them, okay, you're like, how's your day going? They're like, oh, my day is going great. How about yours? And then you start telling about your day or something. That person is probably going to ask you another question if you just give it a minute or two. If you just like stop talking after that, they're going to ask you a question because now they're becoming comfortable in your presence, in being around you because you're not creeping them out. Yep. And creepers are the ones that get impatient. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Creepers. It's not, it's not always creepers. It's not always creepers. Uh, sometimes, I, sometimes I become impatient myself. And that could be, I might be in the wrong headspace. I might have too many stressful things happening to me at once. And yeah, it's all about your headspace. So just because you're impatient doesn't necessarily mean you are a creep. 
a creep is a creep. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can okay. you can find out who's a creep. Okay. <laughs> the standout. Well, I mean, I think we've only hit the tip of the iceberg, <laughs> man. This is awesome. This is very interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I feel like there's so there's so many rabbit holes in this conversation. Oh yeah. We could go down so many different. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll definitely have to do this again because I have some more questions. And definitely. Definitely. Uh, I have a friend who we're getting ready. Me and my girlfriend are going to help him write his profile next weekend. So I was looking awesome. forward to this podcast big time. That so, is awesome. So yep. out great. Let me know how it goes with his uh, online profile. Oh, man. Well, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll have to have our meme back again. That was awesome on uh, both podcasts. Uh, have a good night. All right. Bye-bye.